I've been changing up some habits recently. One of them is what I listen to in the car. Lately, I've been listening to music. I don't need to know what's going on in the world. I have a pretty good idea. It's pretty lousy. So I've been listening to music, and lately I've had a group Red Rocks playing a lot, and that song in particular, Good Plans, he has good plans for you. And, and it goes on to say, so I'll take heart in deserts and gardens. No matter what comes this year, uh, God has you. He has you in his hands. You can trust him. You can trust his plan. So uh, Christmas, holidays bring home the kids, and it's good to have Ryan and Nikel back. It's good to have everybody, but Ryan, we're curious. First year of school, how's it gone? Good. How, uh, how are the grades? They're fine. Okay. <laughs> is fine C or is fine better? Better than a C. Okay, good, yeah. good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Have you done anything fun or unusual that you would not have done at home? Uh, not bad. You know, just... <laughs> um, slept a lot more. Slept? Than, than I more? Yeah. That's interesting. More. Wow. Yeah. I usually came home to sleep. Well, I do that I, too. But, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> been, been learning good stuff? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what? What's, what's, what's one of the bigger learnings of the semester? That, well, I actually like doing the work now. So that's kind of one thing I've learned awesome. about myself that I enjoy. Good deal. I was just talking to somebody on the way in. We were talking about worship. And the question was, what is worship? And it's not just singing. It's everything we do. When we work, glorify God. Mm-hmm. We're worshiping. So whether singing or working, you're worshiping. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. You can breathe. Nikel, <laughs> get nervous. Come over into the light. Ah, this is Nikel. Ah, there it is. Good to see you. And you, so first semester, last semester. Yeah. Are you ready? No. You got to lift that thing up. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I finished all my classes and now I just have student teaching left. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I start that on Wednesday. I go Where will you Tuesday. be? Um, in Terre Haute. Okay. Like 20 minutes from campus. My first placement is with elementary kids, just general music, and then I'll switch to middle school band. Wow. So I'm excited, but mostly really nervous. That's awesome. My last year of music with an instrument was middle school band. We called it junior high, a little different, but yep, two years of that, and it was a blast. Although our band teacher swore at us a lot, and I know you won't. Good, good, good. (laughs) What have you learned, college? What's been the big learning? Um, I've learned the importance of rest, actually, because I don't get to sleep all the time. Must be nice. (laughs) 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 Like, I said yes to too many things throughout college, and I've just learned that God is more important than grades and meeting deadlines and pleasing other people. Awesome. Um, So if I don't give him my time, then everything else is not as meaningful and important. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Speaking of beautiful, what you did last week, getting the strings in there, we were all searching for a cello. And you, you, that was really beautiful, so thanks for that. Thanks for what you both add. Good to have you home, as well as everybody who's here all the time. So we're going to go ahead and stand. Let's sing together. As the sun rises on a new year, we reflect on the moments that shaped us, the challenges that tested us, and the joys that filled our hearts. In the ever-changing landscape of life, one thing has remained constant. Our God. He is unchanging and steadfast. He walks with us through every stage of life. As we enter into this new year, we have the privilege of walking with the same mighty God. The same God who made a way when all else felt dark. 
the same God who is making an eternal home for us. His promises endure, bringing hope and light to every corner of our existence. With each sunrise, His love unfolds anew, guiding us through the uncharted territories of the coming days. As we navigate the unknown, we cling to the certainty that His grace will be our compass, leading us towards a future filled with purpose and direction. We don't know what this year is going to bring, but we do know who is going before us and beside us. As we step into the new year, let us marvel at the wonders around us. Let us find joy in the simple yet profound truth that our God remains the same. Twenty twenty-three, zing! That went fast. And, and sure what's did. funny is, uh, you know, it's not just old people are saying that. Everybody's saying it. It was just like, wow, that was a that was a quick year mm -hmm. and a full year. Lot, lots going on in there. So let me let me just cover the update real quick, and then I'll talk about something else. So you get this every weekend. You got this yesterday. In fact, there were two major announcements in there. One was just about year-end giving and giving overall. You, a lot of people, a lot of you have. Uh, transition to giving online, which is great, and others are still, whether it's by U.S. mail you can give, or we never don't mention it very often, but there's a box, an offering box, right at the back between the two doors, and you can give in there, and you want to give in this one, the black box inside these doors. The next one is uh, inner office stuff. Uh, it'll, it'll get to the right place eventually, but this is the, this is the box that the, that the um, counters check mm -hmm. on Sunday morning. And then the next one we're just going to be talking about during the teaching. So I'm going to just leave that alone for now, except that all the things in, I don't know, what is that color? Aqua? Bluish? Sure. Click them all and see what's there. <laughs> there's, there's lots of fun stuff to find in there. So. Yeah, just a reminder that tonight high school is off, but we'll be back next Sunday night from 6 to 8 and Refuge is off this Wednesday, but we'll be back next Wednesday from 6 8.30. So do a little rewind of the past year what are a couple of the church highlights, but highlights that have really stuck out to you? Yeah. Um, there, there's a song that I've been listening to. I, do you have Shazam or yes, SoundHound or anything mm -hmm. like that? Mm -hmm. I love those apps. When yeah. you are able to hit, hit, a, hit a button and an app can recognize, oh, yeah, this is the song, this is the artist, this is the exact thing that's going mm -hmm. on. One of the songs I Shazammed this year was a song called Don't Forget. Okay. It's by John Hume, and basically this, this whole song goes through like, you're going to go through trials, you're going to go through tribulations, there's going to be ups and downs, peaks and valleys, and there's going to be a lot of sad in your life. But at the end, you, you can't forget to sing when you win. Mm. And I love getting to the end of a ministry calendar year, and we can look and spend some time singing mm -hmm. when we went. Because mm -hmm. it feels like 2023, while it went fast, there was, there's a lot of opportunities there's to sing. There was a lot of singing yep, this year. Absolutely. So a couple of the highlights for me. I'm going to be selfish right out of the gate. Uh, I have a team on my, with our youth volunteers that have been together for a long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to take for granted the, the things that they do on a day-in, day-out basis, the things that they just, they walk in and, and get things done and, and take care of our kids. They, they take care of our junior hires, our high schoolers. 
And it's not just making sure they have fun. It's making sure that they have a relationship with Jesus. And the conversations that we were able to have this year, I, I can't thank them enough. I mean, they're, to put up with me, some of them going on a decade is an impressive feat in and of itself. Um, but the, the crew that we have, I'm, just, I'm so incredibly thankful for the things that they've done. Because they've, they've added a lot, uh, especially over the course of last year with us having Emmett and the, the busyness and hecticness uh, that life has brought to Riley and I. They have picked up so much slack. And one of the people in particular I need to call out is Julie. Because Julie was added to our church staff this past year. Um, she's actually taking on more of a role, and I've just I've been able to watch not just her grow, kind of in what she does, mm-hmm. but she's I mean I've, I give her shout outs all the time about what she does with our social media, mm-hmm. um, but she mm-hmm. she has planned events that I used to scramble and, and try and figure out, and she's like, no, this is how it's done. I'm like, oh, I've been doing this for a long time, but yeah, no, you know, you know better than I do, so thank you. Uh, no, she is she's been absolutely incredible uh, in terms of what she's meant for, for our, our church. And she, segue, uh, she actually is involved in the other, the other big uh, opportunity for me to sing, and that's LifeWise. I, I get to see um, kind of two sides of the coin here, because with me teaching at Shannon Junior High, I get to hear a lot of the conversations that are happening um, on the, the school side versus the, you know, I also get to hear the, the church side, the LifeWise side. Because um, those kids are coming from, not from my building yet, uh, but they're coming from those the younger grades and, and coming over here to, to get that biblical character education. And it's, it's fun for me to have been able to hear some of the, the negativity surrounding it, people that just actively do not want God's influence in anyone's life, let alone the life of our, our little ones. But being able to have conversations about, like, what, what are you afraid of? What exactly is the concern, and being able to talk people through that. So while great things are happening here at LifeWise, I'm able to sing about that. I'm also so glad that I was able to sing um, in honor of what's happening through Jaron and through our LifeWise program, LifeWise Shanahan. I know it's not technically Southfield, but it's pretty heavily, you know, we are pretty heavily involved with that. So mm-hmm. I think that is definitely something we can sing about this year. That is great. I, I, so I, I figured we'd have a little overlap, and we definitely do. Um, one of mine is not church, but it's life, and that is the, the, the opportunity this year to get to know this little human that's come into our world has been incredible, and to watch him go from vegetable to <laughs> mineral. Well, I don't know what, I, I'm sorry to steal your time here, but this is, I don't know what he does, what he gives Emmett, but the, the kid is a glue, glue like you, he's glued to you. I walk in this morning, Shelly Shelly picks him up, he's smiling, he's giggling, she gives him back to me, and then he sees this guy, and the arms go out, he immediately wants to be held, you hold him, you give him back to me, and then what does he start doing? Screaming, crying, just like he has for the last consecutive (laughs) week. So I think I'm just going to leave him with you until he's 18. We're, we, we'd be okay with that, really. <laughs> he, is, he is just a blast, and it's been, uh, it's been a real, it's yeah. been a privilege to get to, know, to get to know a human being, but now in a different role. You know, I think when I was a dad, life is just zooming all the time, and so to be able to have a little bit, uh, I don't want to say a quieter season, but a different season, and getting to know him has been phenomenal. What's going on over here has been one of the highlights of my year. I just... I love what's going on with the deaf ministry. Um, you know, I've got, some, I've got some folks in my life who, had, who were not able to hear. 
not all of them from birth, but not able to hear. And um, the disconnection that comes from the rest of life by not being able to hear what's going on. And then even when you get the privilege of hearing words, you don't hear tone. You don't hear all the other pieces that go into a conversation. Not being able to hear can be very lonely. It can be really lonely. And the fact that you all are here and able to connect on a Sunday morning this way has been great. And then uh, they invited me in on their text group. And so we just have a blast throughout the week talking about all kinds of different weird random stuff. It's been really, I've loved, I've loved connecting over here. This has been, this has been a real, real highlight of the year. Certainly life-wise, it's been a highlight of the year. Uh, my goodness, a year ago right now, it was still, it was still dream phase. Mm -hmm. It was still, do you think this could possibly mm -hmm. happen? And now there's this big old red bus parked out there, you know, and it's just like, wow, that, it's amazing what God did with that. I, I love that. Um, this one's going to seem a little strange to you all, but I, I so these, these concepts we introduced of reading together, praying together, being together. It was fun this morning to be on the Bible app and see the number of people that were completing the Proverbs reading for the month and the fact that you're doing that. I don't know what you're doing with the praying because we have no way of checking in on that and we're not going to. That's you and God. But the seven minutes at the end of the service, I really expected a lot more resistance on that one. And I know some of you still are not exactly there, right? But, but the fact that, you know, we say let's hang out for seven minutes and people are really hanging out. They're connecting at the end of the service. I'm, I'm grateful to you that you actually tried it and that you're meeting new people and making new connections, yeah. having new conversations. That, that was just, that's incredibly, incredibly encouraging, encouraging to me. So um, I could give a list of about 89 more things, right. but it's just, it's been a great year. And, it, and now, you know, we come to the end of one and we look to another. And I know, I know it's, kind of a, it's kind of a false division. It's not as if, okay, we put that file away or something like that and pull out a new book. But, but I truly do wonder, what does God have in store for what, what's coming? And, and I got to be honest, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm just, I'm, I'm very open. I, I think that's part of what I've loved. You know, we didn't go out and intentionally seek to have a deaf ministry. We didn't go out and intentionally seek to do something in the schools. We said, God, what do you have for us? And we just remained open to whatever he might bring our way. And, and so I, I love when, when we're just listening to opportunities that come, that really is your kingdom come, your will be done. And I think it's, it's cool to, to hear you say all that because it, it ties into what we've done kind of as a whole church over the last several years, right? We've done these whole church you know, readings last year, going through theology. I think if, whether we, we, we can't just blow past that. We, that has to be something we sing about. When we know when we know why we're here and what we're doing and you know, who we're worshiping and why we're doing it, I think that, that impacts everything else, the, the perspective that we have on everything else that we're able to do, but it also opens up doors that we may not have ever even known about. So just really, really cool. What, what we do as a whole church impacts even the, the small things that we do in, in our ministries. Absolutely. So God, thank you for the year past, for the opportunities you brought our way and for giving us a willing heart to say yes. And the way you took that yes and unfolded into many things that are just incredibly beautiful. 
and we, we remain right now in that, in that yes posture. God, whatever you bring to us in the year ahead, we want to have open hearts to your desires. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Help us to constantly have that openness to you, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Brian. One of the other things that wasn't new this past year, but just being able to have this stream available has been huge in, in so many ways. I mean, there are a bunch of people right now enjoying a beach in Alabama, enjoying skiing in Michigan, all over the place, and they don't have to be totally disconnected from their church family on a Sunday morning. But also, we've had a fair share of people that spent six months watching there before they showed up here one time. And, and I love that opportunity to be able to see what's going on, find out what's the theology of the church, what's happening at this place before you step in the door and find out what's going on. So God gives us uh, just great opportunities all the time in order, to, um, in order to connect with Him and to connect with each other. Uh, as a kid, I was part of a Sunday school class, uh, started attending Sunday school when we went to the new church at seven years old and attended it all of my childhood, all of my teens. So 9.45 Sunday morning, they even had a little song about it, 9.45, and we'd be at Sunday school and we'd learn. And one of the things I found after a few years of Sunday school is what a lot of us learned in Sunday school. There were three magic answers. Three magic answers. I mean, it, it didn't matter what the person said. If you said, Jesus, read your Bible or pray, you were probably going to hit the answer spot on. Jesus, read your Bible, pray. Every time it was like, yeah, there it is. And it's funny how some kids, they wouldn't even listen. Jesus, no, that's it. Read your Bible, no. That, anyway, the three magic answers we'd give all the time. And I love that training because guess what we're going to learn this morning? How do you discern the will of God? Jesus, read your Bible, pray. You need a connection with Jesus, and you need to be praying, with him, praying to him, and you need to be listening to him. There are two vital actions to discern God's desires. One is we need to talk to him, and the other is we need to listen to him. Why is that? Because, folks, we're not involved in a religion. We're not here to do rituals we're here to engage in a relationship. And if it's a relationship, how do healthy relationships work? Great communication. You've got to, I mean, anybody that's got a broken down relationship, typically there's broken down communication. And so if you want to have a vibrant connection with God, there needs to be communication, both talking and listening. So, as you're trying to discern the will of God, you need to talk to Him. You need to, you need to communicate with Him. One of the things we did this past year, as we talked about things that we could do together, is talked about, let's pray together. Now, it wasn't pray together as in, let's come together every day and be in the building together, but let's have times every day that we know other Southfielders are lifting up the same topic to God. These weren't rope prayers that we all read at the same time or say at the same time. They were topics that we knew other people are joining hearts at the same time to pray. So we started with a morning prayer and then a midday prayer and finally an evening prayer. Morning prayer, obviously in the morning. I love the verses that speak about praying to God in the morning. Psalm 5.3, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you. 
and I wait expectantly. Can you hear David's heart? Bring my quest. I'm waiting expectantly for how you're going to answer this day. Psalm 90 by Moses, satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love so we may sing with joy to the end of our lives. Jesus, when he's here on earth, Mark 1.35, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. We need to start the day talking to God. Start the day with an awareness of his presence. He's always there, but we forget. We don't have to pray, God be with us. He's always with you. We're the ones that walk away. We're the ones that aren't aware that he's there. And so we start the morning in prayer. For me, morning prayer a lot of times happens laying in bed. And if it's not laying in bed, it's somewhere between bed and making the cup of coffee. Somewhere in there, I'm taking this prayer, and what we're doing is we're taking the Lord's Prayer. Some of you know it as the Our Father, taking the Lord's Prayer, and we're praying it to God, but we're praying it a line at a time using the topics that are embedded there. So we have our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You're just stopping and going, you are there, and you are holy, and we're stopping to be aware of the presence of God in our lives Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This may be the hardest prayer a human prays if you truly understand what you're praying. Your way, not mine. I know I have plans for today. Your way, not mine. Whatever you want, God, I'm open to it. It's a hard prayer to pray if you're going to pray it honestly. Give us this day our daily bread bringing those requests to you in the morning and waiting expectantly for the way that you're going to answer. Forgive us our sins or forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses, whatever word you use, as we've been forgiven. We always need to come to God and say, Holy Spirit, reveal in me the actions that require confession, the attitudes that require confession, the things in my heart that I need to bring to you and say, I'm sorry, God. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is praying beyond ourselves, cosmic level. Our world is a mess. Our country is about as divided as we've been since 1863. It's a mess. And we need to be praying against the evil, the evil that is in our world, the evil that is spawned by Satan himself, for yours is the kingdom, power, glory, forever and ever. Amen. We start the day with that simple outline of prayer. It takes you about five minutes to just be aware of the presence of God and pray. Then we come to the midday prayer. The midday prayer is all about praying for people who are lost, praying generally for people who are lost, the lost world, but also praying for specific people, specific names of people. I love hearing the heart of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 9. He says, with Christ as my witness, I speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. He says, I would be willing to be cursed forever. I'd be willing to hand back my salvation and give it to someone else if it would work. I'd be willing to be cut off from Christ if that would bring them to salvation. Do you hear the passion in his heart? He cares about people who are lost. And in chapter 10, verse 1, he says, Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for people, is for the people of Israel to be saved. 
We need to be bringing people in general, our world to God, but we also need to be bringing individuals that we know and saying, God, bring them safely home to you. And of course, we have this beautiful image of the shepherd running for the lamb. We start by just praying, praying for the lost by name. And then we pray for compassion because I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't have compassion for lost people. I can be haughty and proud. And I need compassion for their lostness. And then to pray to be sent. God, is it possible that you will use me to speak to someone today about Christ? Praying that sometime in the middle of the day. And then we come to the evening, and the evening is all about gratitude. It's all about gratitude. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks to God in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so we just stop and review the events of the day. We think of the things that have happened, and then we start to look at them from that spirit of dianu, that Hebrew word, meaning it would have been enough. This is not simply count your blessings. This is not simply listing some things you're grateful for. This is seeing the ways in which something was pretty decent, and then God over-the-topped it. He just, he just brought something to it that was amazing and special. And we need that reflection of gratitude. What a great way to go to sleep. Grateful instead of grumbling. You know, that, that wakes you up in a better place when you're going to bed saying, God, thank you, thank you. And so we just let, look for the fingerprints of God all over our day, morning, midday, and evening. I want to encourage you to keep working it. And some of you are going, oh yeah, we talked about that in October. Yeah, jump on, jump on. It is truly transformational when you start engaging in conversation. Conversation is relationship. We talk to him, we listen to him. There's a word I think that describes beautifully relationship with God, communion. We think of communion as an activity, walking to get our bread and our cup. No, communion is connection, conversation, living in connection with a holy God. So what we're going to do right now, here right in the middle of the sermon, is go to communion. We have tables at the front and at the back. We have gluten-free on either side of the platform and the back as well. And while we do, we're going to listen to what God has to say to us. Claudia, I think what I'm going to have you do during this, if you don't mind, you're going, to, you're going to come stand here because there's going to be some scripture reading going on and I want everybody to be able to hear, okay? So this should be high enough as people walk by. Um, we talk about the Dwell app a lot. I love this app because it gives you different voices to listen to, literal physical voices, gives you different versions to listen to, and it gives some nice music in the background that just brings it all together. I can imagine David composing the Psalms and, you know, plunking out. Oh, this would sound good with this, wouldn't it? Because they were songs. They were written that way. And so this morning as we go to communion, I want you to bring a listening heart. We're going to listen to a passage from Psalm 19, Psalm 90, and Psalm 103. If you're looking for a great place to stop and reflect on this final day of the year, Psalm 90, Psalm 103 are beautiful. And the reason I brought Psalm 19 into it is we're going to be talking about it in a moment, but also 
Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Great verse to take into the new year. So I, I'm going to play a little tech here, okay? This is, this is what I would do if I was going to dwell. This is the right one, right, Joe? Oh, she's out playing with Emmett. I forgot. Let me just do one thing here. I'm going to slow down her speed just a touch. This is Kylie, and she's reading from the New International Version. So, Father God, as we come to communion right now, we don't come to an activity. We come to a time of engaging in our relationship with you, talking to you, and listening to you. Help us to hear your word to us today. Help us to listen carefully to what you want to say. We know there's something you want to say. And God, we listen expectantly. In Jesus' name, amen. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. <coughs> the commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world, from everlasting to everlasting you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to seventy years, or eighty if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger, your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us to number our days 
that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness with their children's children with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul.
You know, we all have different ways of learning. Uh, I learned about myself a decade or two ago that I'm an auditory learner. I need to hear. And so one of the habits that's changed for me in the morning is not just listening to Scripture, but I literally put on noise-canceling headphones so nothing else is going on except for Scripture going into my mind and into my heart. We need to engage God by listening to Him, listening to His Word. We heard uh, Kylie read, the law of the Lord is perfect. It refreshes the soul. The statutes of the Lord, they're trustworthy. They make the simple wise. The precepts of the Lord are right. They give our heart great joy. The commands of the Lord are radiant. They light up the path. They give light to our eyes. Fear of the Lord is pure. It endures forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and they're altogether righteous. They're more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They're sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. He goes on to say, but, but who can discern their own errors? We need, we need the word to expose our errors. Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. How are we guarded from sin? By knowing the word. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of all transgressions. And what better way to start the day or the year with, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We need the word of God. And so, for the past three months, we've been taking on, just taking in a chapter of Proverbs every day. And a lot of you have joined in that, and it's been a good growing experience for you. You want to keep going with the Word of God. So next up, we're going 90 days reading through the Gospels, starting on January 3rd, ending on April 1st. And why the 3rd? Uh, it's not be, I know you're trying to start all these things on the 1st. It's not about the magic of the 1st. It's about where it's going to end. It's going to end Easter Monday, the Monday after Easter. Uh, you'll be reading John 21, the risen Jesus encounters Peter by the lakeside, calls him back to ministry. Uh, January 20th will be on Easter Sunday, March 31st. So you'll get to hear or read that passage that particular day. So we're starting on the 3rd. We're ending on the 1st. You have a sheet on your seat this morning that goes ahead and gives you the passages that align with the days so you can see it complete with little check boxes for those of you who love to check off lists. Oh, doesn't that feel good? What happens if you miss a day? What do you do? What do you do? Sometimes you're doing one of these reading plans. You get three, four, five days behind. What do you do? You, you miss a day? Move on. Just God's about grace, right? Move on. Move on. Don't worry about, I think sometimes when we get too far behind, now I've got to catch up, and now I, oh, I'm just done. I'll do it again next year when they do it. No. Just go ahead, get to the day we're on, and keep going. Taking in Scripture is so important. It's not about making sure that you had the list just perfect. It's about taking in what God has to say. So there are all kinds of plans and tools that we can use in order to take in the Word of God. I love the Bible app. And what I've done for you here this morning, if you don't have the app, you can go to your app store, just type in Bible app, and you'll see this nice little brown book. This thing is it's full of many, many different versions of Scripture, as well as many different reading plans. I'd encourage you in a reading plan to make sure it's more reading Scripture and not just reading people's thoughts right? You're wanting to get Scripture into your heart, and you can also listen to it from there as well. Down along the bottom, you see it. It's, uh, oh, that's not the one I want. Anyway, 
You get in there, this is the plan we're recommending. It's called, it's by the Bible Project, and it's called Gospels. 90 days, again, there are 89 chapters in the Gospels. One of them, I think it's Matthew 26, is very long, like 75 verses, so that one is divided in half to make it, to make it a little bit shorter. Um, so you see on the plan, they have, this is, this is the actual plan before you've started reading it, but it's got the days down there so you can see what's going on with the date. So if you were to go into my phone, what you'd see in my Bible app, here's, here's the home, here's more, you got all that down there. The middle button says plans. And these are the plans that were on my phone yesterday. Right now, one year Bible is completed, Proverbs is completed, Proverbs is completed, and the only one on there right now is Bible Project, Gospels. And then if you were come to it yesterday, this is what it looked like. And you can see I'm already four days behind. Oh no, what you gonna do? So some of you are gonna sign up today and, and then you're gonna be off on the whole January 3rd thing. These things are, these people are brilliant. See this three missed days? If you click three missed days, it brings you to missed days. And you can either click those off or you can hit a little button called catch me up. Catch me up will we'll just move the plan forward. So here's the problem. If you're going to hit catch me up, you might get off track with what's going on with the rest of us. Use catch me up to get you to the third and then from there, you know, if you fall behind a couple days, click, 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 get to the day we're on. Or go ahead and do the reading. But again, don't allow that to bog you down. Uh, the thing I like about the Bible app is it gives the dates. I also love Dwell, and we, we recommend Dwell a lot around here. To get Dwell, you've got to get the app. This is a little more complicated. Get the app, so go to your app store and get the Dwell app. It looks like a little heart, Dwell Audio Bible. You've got to get it. And then the next thing you're going to do, next step, is create an account. You've got to use the address over here, which most of you can't see because of the barn, but the address is also found on our website and it was in your update this past weekend. You click that and you're going to create an account. You're like, why? They're going to scoop my info? Well, probably everybody has your info. Get used to it. But the other thing this is going to do is let you join the Southfield group. And so if I go, if I go to my homepage right there, I see a section called Southfield Church. You can see the scripture reading for today. You can see the Gospels in 90 days right there. If you're going to go to the Me button on the bottom, see Southfield Church right there, click that. And those are all the plans that we have that we've designed ourselves for our church. So you can go ahead and do Gospels in 90 days. And I said the, like I said, the weakness of this one is that it, I can't, there's no way to line up the dates. So you might need the paper in order to do that. Both of these are really helpful if you want your Bible digital and if you want to listen. The other way to go is good old-fashioned God-made paper straight from the tree. And you can use your Bible, or these are something we recommend as well. I love these individual book of the Bible journals. It gives you, it gives you Scripture on one side and blank page on the other side. So you're actually able to go ahead and write notes as you're going along. The ESV uh, in English Standard Version is just Scripture and blank. The New International Version is called the Jesus Bible Journal. And this one, occasionally, it will have some notes that do a little extra explaining of what's going on in the passage. And then the New Living Translation one is called the Filament Bible Journal. And this one, there are actually places you can point with your phone and it brings up online commentary. So, all three are available 
at a site named after a river, and you can go ahead and get those, um, whatever you want. What I have found is ESV and NLT arrive in two days if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, the, the NIV one is taking a little longer, so I'm not sure what's going on with that. But having those and being able to write along is helpful. We'll explain why we're doing some writing in a moment. So those are the plans, those are some tools. How about support? What support are you going to get? We're going to form journey groups around this. Our groups are going to start in February, and I'll explain why on that in a minute. So you're going to do Matthew on your own. All right, we're just going to get, get going on this. We're going to get the plan going, and then we'll start with Mark in February, and our, our groups will go from the first week of February, the first week of February, on through the first week of April. So they'll cover that. You'll already have done Matthew, so you have some information that you're bringing to the group, and then we'll be continuing with Mark, Luke, and John. We're going to just talk about our reading. We're not going to have a profound expert sitting there explaining it. We're going to talk about what we read, and what you're going to do is use one of these journal Bibles or use a notebook, and you're going to answer five questions on each chapter. Pretty simple. You should be able to remember these by about five days in. The first question is, <clears throat> what surprised you? You're reading, you go, man, I'm kidding me, right? Woo! Something surprised you in Scripture. What surprised you? What did you learn about God? What was there that you learned about God? What did you learn about people? What should you do now? You've read this and it's telling you how you should live. What should you do now? And, and the final one is what requires further studying? What was, uh, man, I have no idea what that meant and I need to ask the people in my group. So writing those out on that page, keep it to a page if you can and just writing that out and we come together and we discuss them. So asking those five questions of Scripture, the questions will, as well as the, the, the document that you have here, the piece of paper, will be in an email on Monday so you have those things ready to go on Wednesday. Final question on this is just, maybe you're ready to lead. Maybe you're ready to finally jump in on leading a group. Talk to me. Part of the reason we're delaying our start is because we want to offer some leader training in January. So if you've been thinking about leading, God's been calling you to do that, talk to me. We'd love to get you involved in that way. So you have starting on January 3rd, finishing on April 1st, miss a day, move on. You've seen the plans both in outline and paper form, support and a group, as well as Sunday morning. So this is going to be kind of fun. I'm going to do the reading along with you, and something from that is going to be the sermon for the week. Something from the particular area of the Gospels. That's, and I haven't, I haven't done like a pre-do to go and look and say, these are the ones. I'm just, I want to hear what God has to say, and that's what we're going to talk about on Sunday morning. Now, you may be wondering, why wait until February? Doesn't, you know, let's just, New Year, let's get going. Well, as I already said, we want to get you a chance to get the books. We want you a chance to just get, get going a little bit, get that reading, get the pattern going, get some, get some information ready for when you go to your group but I think it's also important. I really, really feel called by God to do something we've done in the past, and that's to spend some time in January in a season of prayer and fasting. We need to do it. And why? I don't know what God wants for us. We spent eight weeks talking about discerning the will of God, and I'm just going, God, I don't know what you want for us next. I really don't. And, and not next as in, you know, what's the next big project or the next big program? Or, God, what do you want from us next? We want to be open. We want to hear the voice of God and know where he is taking us. So 
this is pretty easy to remember as well. We're going to go from January 8th to January 28th, 21 days, just like Daniel, season of prayer and fasting. You'll learn a lot more about it next Sunday. We've got some time. But until then, I want you to pray about what you might set aside in a fast. Talk to God about it. We're not going to assign this. Y'all need to give up gummy bears. Actually, what I do is make you give up something you like, but something I don't care about, right? No, we're not going to do that this way. I'd like you to pray about, is there maybe a food God's saying for the next 21 days, don't touch it. Is there an activity that you do that God's saying for the next 21 days, stop it. Maybe 21 days of the television not being turned on. Something that you like to do that if you didn't do it, you'd notice it would hurt a little. A technology you might set aside. All those social media apps going off the phone for 21 days. What would you do with your life if you weren't able to... You won't even need to go to the chiropractor anymore. Your neck will finally be fine, you know? Oh, I won't say that. You should still go to your chiropractor. Sorry, Kelly. Anyway, what's a food God might be calling you to put aside? Or maybe a meal or meals? What's an activity that God's saying, push away? What's the technology? I want you to really engage God on that this week. What is he directing you to do? And next week, we'll talk about why we give things up, why we put things aside for a little while. So, how do you discern the will of God? Real easy. Jesus, read your Bible and pray. We need to be in the Word of God. We need to be talking to God and realizing we're not just talking to the wind or the wall. We are talking to our Holy Father in heaven. Let's stand together. And so, Father God in heaven, we come to you and realize right now you are with us. You always are. And we're so quick to forget. Thank you for everything that happened this past year. Thank you for your goodness to us in the things we would call blessings and your goodness to us in the painful moments as well. We look forward to 2024 and we simply say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us a quietness of soul and spirit, a reflective mind and heart, pushing some things aside for 21 days in order that we might hear you as individuals and hear you as a family. Where would you take us next, God? What do you have in store for us? I pray your blessing on your people right now. Lord God, you've, you've brought beautiful people into this church. I'm grateful to be able to be here now. And you knew all this was going to happen before the foundations of the world. Thank you for Southfield. What a great place to call home. In Jesus' name, amen. It is 10, 10 o'clock. You have seven minutes to be friends. See ya.